morning and welcome to Bite Size. My name is Oni Pollock and I am your host here on Wednesdays from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern right here at the Nachum Seagull Network. I mean, I'm just going to cut right to it. My voice is shot, so this is why you're getting uh, a bit of a, uh, it's going to be a much shorter intro today. Really just no intro. I'm just going to spew a little now and that's that. Um, in short, I had uh, two friends' weddings on back-to-back days, Sunday and Monday, and um, sometimes when I go to weddings, my uh, my voice gets shot, and that's just from one wedding. So I was in a bit of conserving mode on, on Sunday, and then um, then Monday's wedding happened, and then, well, Tuesday, now Wednesday, and it's uh, this is what you hear, so... Um, I felt like I still wanted to do something live, even though it was going to sound terrible, and that's why you're not going to hear much of me today. There's going to be no segment that has no name later later on. It's gonna it's a one interview day today, and then just basically music the entire show, which is fine. You know that's what pretty much what we're used to interviews, music, a little bit of me. So now it's even less me, one interview, and a lot of music today. Um, but again, yeah, just two weddings. That's why my voice is like this. I hope by next week. Um, it should be better. There's really no reason not to. I hope by Shabbos it should be better. Um, but I'm just trying to not strain my voice and, uh, you know, keep it cool. So if I'm not talking to you during the day, if you see me out and I don't say anything, it's because I'm just conserving my voice. That's it. I promise no hard feelings. No hard feelings. All right. So on today's show, Tova and Israel joins us at 10 a.m. Eastern. She'll talk to Cindy Wiesel, the camp coordinator of Camp Drawer. Again, that's at 10 a.m. Eastern. Again, no segment that has no name that will not take place this week just because uh, the voice won't allow it. And I thought maybe, oh, this week we'd bring it back. Man plans, God laughs. So uh, that's what we get for um, for the segment that has no name. And then, um, yeah, like I said, plenty of music, which means, um, which means, I mean, I love the music. So it, it's great for me. I just hope you guys like the music as well. And as always... If you have any song suggestion, suggestions, excuse me, please reach out to me on Tuesday, not Wednesday, because Tuesday is when I formulate that uh, playlist. But we're going to get to great, many great selections today, and we start things off with one thing and one thing only on Wednesday. Mahapecha Shel Simchan, a Wednesday on Bite Size, right here at the Nachum Siegel Network. Shamati Shdaganu modi 
מחבק, אוהבים, שתמיד נהיה שמחים. אלוהים, אלוהים, רק תשמור על הרופאים, תחבק, אוהבים, שתמיד נהיה שמחים. חייל, תרדים לי את הקהל, הם לא עובדים בכלל, תרדימו את היד. יש לי סיב כל הזמן, לא לבכות הכל לטוב 
טובה. אסור לך להתייאש, רק תמשיך לבקש, תשמור, תשמור את התקווה. תלכי עם בן אדם, יש ניסים כל הזמן, לא לבכות הכל לטובה. אסור לך להתייאש, רק תמשיך לבקש, תשמור, תשמור את התקווה.
whomever calls you.
Shuv Hashem, here we go now, here we go again. Oh, Yinu, Yinu, Kachol. It's like you're sleeping, sleeping. Ozimol, Eisevek, Pino. There's a smile deep, deep within you. Boom, Shenei, Nori, Nori, no. This song's for Singerina. Here we go, now here we go again Oh, Yinu, Yinu, Kachol It's like you're sleeping, sleeping All the more lazy like Pino There's a smile deep within you Pulchaneino, Rino, Rino This song's for singing Rino Why wait to celebrate? Meino, Yishoma Bright lights and city streets Ore, ore,
Top of hour number two, and it's time for Tova's interview with Cindy Wiesel, the camp coordinator of Camp Jor, right now, right here on Bite Size at the Nachum Segal Network. Thank you, Yoni. I'm so excited to introduce my next Tova Talks guest, Cindy Wiesel. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Cindy, your title is Camp, camp Co- Coordinator of Camp Drawer. Amazing. So before we hear all about what that entails, let's talk about even you have an American accent. <laughs> I know you from before. Clearly. Yes. Tova and I were colleagues at RYNJ, the Rosenbaum Yeshiva of North Jersey. Tova was the queen of bulletin boards. I don't know if your public knows this. She was awesome. They were always very creative. Oh, your math night. Oh, my goodness. Right. So we spent years and years working alongside each other, me sending my students out to your office, to your to your classroom. classroom. Um, and then we actually made Aliyah at the same time. Yes. Your yes. Movie, we, marched. we marched in the parade together with signs. We're moving to Israel that year. Do you yes. the green shirts? Yes. Oh, signs? were they green? I didn't remember the that. So, wow. So, first of all, what made you even want to move to Israel? Before okay. we get into your whole other story, okay. what's that? So, I've always wanted to move to Israel, probably from the first time that I've been here, but it took many, many years to sort of figure out how to make that happen and to sort of convince my husband that it was the right time to go. Uh-huh. Um, my oldest son, Svi, was a lone soldier. Wow. And um, he basically told us that he was planning on pretty much staying in Israel. And my second son was going off to Yeshiva to Rashid uh-huh. and said that he had no plans on coming back. He also was going to go straight from Yeshiva into the army and make Aliyah eventually, which he did. My so- oldest son ended up coming back to the States. He's currently in the States now. But um, I said to my husband, like, we, we have to start thinking about this seriously. So we went to a Nefesh B'Nefesh event. Mm-hmm. They have like a huge uh, fair, like in March. Yeah, yeah. We went there in March, and my daughter at that time was in ninth grade at my Anode High School. And we realized that um, either we went that summer, or we really had to wait until she graduated high school because of the Bagriyot. If she went after 10th grade, it would be that much harder for her to complete all the necessary requirements that she needed in order to get a Bagrut degree. Wow. So from first Israel. of all, you you really must have instilled in your children um, a love of Israel that they decided to you know switch the path of a typical American and moving to Israel to join the army, right. she went in the army, and to stay here. Um, and you're mentioning Aliyah, you, the two older boys. You had the daughter going into ninth grade. You moved to Israel with older kids. Yes. So yes. that's a very that, that's very impressive. Yes, it was know. a very very different um, uh, experience process than a lot of people go through, and and part of that. Um, so I had a daughter going into tenth grade by the time we made Aliyah. My son was going into seventh. We moved here just like three or four months before his bar mitzvah. Wow. My daughter was entering third grade. And uh, she was my youngest, so I tell my children all the time, I'm Hashem, I'll become a grandmother, they'll have children going to Ma'on, to Gan. I won't even know how to advise them at all, because uh-huh. I've never been through that process right. at all. And, um, yeah, and it, there were a lot of challenges, particularly with um, my daughter, 
because uh, high school was hard and, and she yeah. went into an Israeli high school. She did not go into YTA or a program designed specifically for Americans. We were exceptionally fortunate to move to Efrat where she went to the girls' high school in Alung Shfut. She went to Oriyah, where they have an OLA coordinator dedicated to helping the girls who need the help. And they did an amazing job. It wow. was phenomenal. That's incredible. It was really, really incredible. And um, one, of the, one of the hard parts about making Aliyah with older children is recognizing that they're sort of grieving for the life they thought they would have. Exactly. You know, because as they're growing up, they know, oh, my parents, when they, they went to this summer camp, they mm -hmm. went to this high school, they graduated high school, they went to Israel maybe for the year, then they went to college, then they met the person they were going to marry. And there was like a natural process and progression, and they knew right. what to expect. And I'm sure they see things on social media also with friends back in the old country. Right. So you know, there's they... a plus and a minus to that because it helps them keep connected to the friends that they have. Right. And at the same time, there's this FOMO that they're missing out on the same experiences that they're classmates and friends are having. And hopefully eventually they're going to realize the bracha that you gave them to really move to this country. Right. So we're really lucky that um, my daughter went back the summer after 10th grade to the stage. She went back the summer after 11th grade. And the whole time she had been saying, as soon as I graduate high school, I'm going back to the States. I'm going to, if I have to take my GED and her senior year of high school, she signed up for the SAT and I drove her to Tel Aviv because she missed the Yerushalayim sign up. And she took the SAT and she did very, very well on the uh -huh. SAT. And at some point, senior year, she said, I, I think I want to explore the possibility of Sherut Lumi. Wow. I was going to say, I heard that she's in Sherut Lumi yes. now. Yes. So she is doing Sherut Lumi. She is uh, working at the Lone Soldier Center in Jerusalem, the center for uh, the Lone Soldiers. Um, and it's, it's fantastic. That's amazing. So yes. it's really incredible to see the development. You know, it might... You know, you know, when you see a challenge and you're in it, it's very hard to see the outcome. And right. then when you see, when you're at the end, when you're, you know, right. you get to that and you could see the whole process that led up to it. Right. So, and um, just making Aliyah as an adult, as somebody who was married for so many years and knew how to prepare her Shabbos and knew right. which groceries to buy. You know, the first couple of times I went grocery shopping, I cried. <laughs> you also? <laughs> I'm standing there sniffing all the fabric softeners, trying to find the scent that I like, right. you know, yeah. or that you go to the meat counter and the meat is sold by numbers yeah. whoever heard of such a oh, thing I they don't cut it the same way i just go up and tell them i need i need meat for my soup i need meat for my meat. <laughs> they probably give me the most expensive cut of meat because like this crazy american who never learned the numbers we're gonna give her you know right <laughs> so thank god is my husband he he, he learned, learned it. it quickly and he he's my home butcher he cuts the meat different directions so oh, that fantastic. i get close to what i had there and yeah. yeah, it's the small things that you have to adjust to and then the huge things that you have to adjust but to. all the while knowing that it's for the purpose of living right. to live in Israel. And it's, you know. it's fantastic. It's incomparable. And my, my, my other kids, I, I saw my daughter sort of struggle a little bit in high school because it was hard. Socially it was hard. The language was hard. Everything was hard. And thank God she did amazing on her Bagriot. It's amazing. I'm telling you. And, it was and I'm sure really... as a parent you must also feel that 
the, or I'm, I'm projecting, I'm assuming, you know, if a kid isn't happy, then you're like, oh, it's my fault. Well, they say a parent is only as happy as their unhappiest child. Right. So, you know, on days where my kids were upset because there were a gazillion snow days in New Jersey and oh. we haven't had one yet. No. Oh, when, the, when it snowed here finally? Oh, you got a lot of snow this time, right? Yeah, but they barely had a snow day. I think we they had, had like a, an early dismissal or something. We, they were just for that half hour of early dismissal and a little bit of trickles. Right. They were screaming and right. excited. They got snow. Right, so. right. So my kids were super excited about having a real snow day, which didn't exactly happen. <sighs> um, so, it's yeah. It's the little things in life that we could, uh, you know, appreciate. Right. And that's the, they, they miss the little things. They miss the snow days. They yeah. miss the legal holidays. They miss the Sundays off. Yeah. And then they miss the big things, you know, their cousins, their grandparents. But where else in the world do you have like a Lila Levan that they're out until three in the morning? That is so true. That right? is so true. And it's anything but Lavon. How do your kids come home? My kids oh, come home filthy. Filthy. He comes in the door. Covered, covered in paint from the roots of their hair down to their toenails. Uh, I'm like, go right to the shower. Right. No, yeah. first you have to take a bunch of pictures to send oh, to I the did. grandparents. Oh, I put it on Facebook. Everybody right. gets to see. Right. <laughs> exactly. Right. It's that. It's it's like Shavuot. It's it's like Baomer where all you smell is fire and, and your yeah. kids come back, you know, with holes in their skirts because the sparks got too close. And you're like, right. why were you that close to the fire? <laughs> because yeah. Because Hashem's watching us. Right. <laughs> exactly. Well... We mentioned in the beginning that we were both working in a school. We were both working in Y&J, RY&J. Shout out to everybody at the Rose yeah, Valley Sheep of North Jersey. Um, and I remember how uh, dedicated you were, Thank you know, you. as a as an educator, as a teacher, always developing, always, you know, the newest up and coming, you know, educational techniques. And then you moved to Israel, and education is, you know, very different. It's very different here. Very different. Um, um, so how did you, first of all, how did you handle the differences? And now what are you doing to, you know, help Israel develop their So, so education? part of the problem, um, obviously for, for Olim families, unless the parents are completely fluent, is also being able to communicate with the teachers to explain. Um, the school where my daughter went and goes to, my youngest, she's in Arodatzion Banot in Efrat, is phenomenal and um, what they do there is that you have the same mechanechet who's like your homeroom teacher for most of your subjects yeah you have the same teacher for third and fourth grade the same teacher for fifth and oh, sixth grade yeah. the same so they um, develop with the her her first teacher I'll never forget they have they have a meet the teacher night for the students a few days before school starts and she was just bawling oh, she no. was bawling she was hysterical her teacher only spoke Hebrew, didn't speak a word of English, and and we both fell in love with her. She was amazing. She was so warm and loving That's and incredible. caring to my daughter. Wow. She had an old pond teacher that pulled her and some other children who had made Aliyah that year out. They had private lessons, and um, for me, adjusting to the math curriculum here was a very, very, very <laughs> huge deal, and I uh, had a number of meetings with the principal, with the head of the math department, with the math teachers individually, we're still developing, e developing and, and continuing to allow that to evolve. Uh -huh. um, the way they teach math here is that they basically have six periods of math a week, at least in my daughter's school. Mm -hmm. Two of them are devoted to whole numbers. Two of them are devoted to fractions. Two of them are devoted to geometry. So the kids are learning basically three different math subjects or strands at the week. same time, at, during the same week, you've got homework in this workbook, homework in that workbook. Ugh. It's it, it was a big adjustment. And, um, and recently I started um, 
teaching their one section of English to fifth graders, fifth grade girls, which is amazing. And I plan on introducing literature circles there soon. (laughs) So these are English speaking children. So it's a little bit different, the design, but um, it's it's amazing that you could really take what you have, you had in America and you could bring it here. Yeah. I think the first day of school in Efrat, I don't know how it is in your kids' schools, but in Efrat, they do a big thing with a whole uh, ceremony and the parents are invited to come to watch. And I come there and it must've been during recess. And there are kids all over the building, all over the campus. I mean, are they being watched? Are they not being watched? Does anybody know where they are? And after a while, you sort of get used to it. I think if we took Ariella back to Y&J, she would have have a huge like culture shock. I remember saying, you know, everybody would call me in America, like a helicopter mom. You know, I am not a helicopter mom here. My son leaves the house in the morning on his bike to go ride 20 minutes to school. I'm like, please just look both ways before you cross the street. And and he just goes, Baruch Hashem, you know. Right. And there's barely any homework here. I don't know how your kids have, but incomparably, you know, less. One has a lot. One has none. One has a calendar full of tests. The older ones, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, amazing. And then we also talked about that. So you're in school, but you're also now right. So I started. Yes, <laughs> you're yes. going to be a camp coordinator. Yeah, I love camp. Wow. I always loved camp. And um, so tell us I'm about working. Camp so camp tour is a co. It, it's it's a sleepaway camp for boys and girls, but they're on separate campuses. So it's it's as far as I know the only non co-ed sleepaway camp in Israel. Uh-huh. There are other camps that are, and. Um, uh, Kids like my Ariella who made Aliyah that want to go to sleepaway camp like they did or wish to in the States come to the camp. So there are kids from all over Israel. There are kids also from the States who come in. There are kids from Europe who come. How many even weeks from South it? America. It's a two and a half week camp. That's it. That's or it. Two and a half weeks. What? Two and a half weeks. In- um, the boys are on, um, they're in Chispin and the girls are in Keshet. Uh-huh. And basically there's no like camp campus. So they're, they're staying like in guest houses that people would normally rent to stay in if they were on vacation. This is July or August? July. It starts July 2nd and it ends July 18th this uh-huh. year. Every year it's the calendar's a little bit different. And what makes Camp Drawer so special besides uh, being a sleepaway camp? So Unlike camps in America, um, a lot of the sleepaway camps in America, they have their own campus. So for the most part, everything that happens in camp happens on the campus. Mm -hmm. And once a week, maybe they go out, they maybe go on some big trip. Because it's not a campus per se, it's just, you know, a place where we sleep. Basically, every other day, the kids are taken out for an experience. And it's not just, uh, let's go to a museum, let's learn about, you know, Israeli history, because most of them are live Israeli. here, right? So it's it's more like fun stuff. They do activities. They take them to parks and, and Luna parks and water parks and beach and wow. all different kinds of uh, trips. You know, we get to live in Israel, but not always do we have time to... Ex- really go out and enjoy the land, especially now living here. Well, the tourists come at the times that we can go out on vacation. So it's like, no, we stay home during vacation (laughs) because the tourists are here to go enjoy. Um, But besides that, I heard Camp Drawer has another very special, unique aspect of it. Right. So Camp Drawer is under the auspices of the OU, OU Israel. Okay. So OU Israel also encompasses NCSY and they also encompass um, Yachad. So there's a Yachad in Israel. And one of the things that Camp Drawer does and is very proud of is that they 
bring Yacha children to the camp also to experience camp uh-huh. for the summer. Like an it's inclusion? Inclusion. It's through Yacha themselves, mm-hmm. and Yacha provides the staff to along with their campers. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, and there are very, very limited spots, obviously, for the Yachad program, but we're, you know, they're fully integrated into the camp and uh, in as much as they can participate in all the activities they do. That's beautiful. Yes, it's great. Wow. So what does camp coordinator entail? Being in contact with the parents, helping them if they have issues yeah. with registration. Uh, I'll also be camp mommy, oh. and I'll be back and forth between both campuses. So if anybody has an issue, they can reach out to me, and I will check directly. Uh-huh. You know what's going on with their child. So your youngest is going to be there. My youngest will be there. Yes. Wow. Yes. That's great. Yes, I told her I will spend the entire time embarrassing her as usual. <laughs> Amazing. Wow. Um, well, Cindy, it sounds like you have really, you've, you've only been here for under four years. Right. Right. And you have really just come to Israel and took the, you took the bull by the horns and, uh, you're making a real impact here. It's amazing. It's wow. amazing. I, I, if anybody's obviously thinking about it, I'd be happy to, you know, have them reach out to me and discuss it with them. It's, it's amazing. And, as great as everybody says it is, you can't really believe it until you live it. People that are moving here also with older kids or thinking about it or they think it, they're past the, the age that they can move here, you know, Cindy's a, an example of right. someone that made it work and I'm sure that you'll be happy to talk to them. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. Amazing. So Cindy, I wish you continued success with you and your, with your family and uh, just it's amazing to see you again. Thank you. Thank you. I enjoyed being here. It's great to see you too. Amazing. Back to you, Yoni. Thank you, Tova, and thank you, Cindy Wiesel. Again, she is the camp coordinator of Camp Drawer. Tova and Israel.com, Tova and Israel on Facebook, Tova and Israel on Instagram, or again, you can find everything that uh, is really you know going on in her life and any uh, cool stories happening in Israel. Again, Tova and Israel.com, Tova and Israel on Facebook and Instagram. Plenty of more music coming up. No segment that has no name with Miriam Wallach. As uh, you can tell, my voice is kind of shot, so just keeping it simple this week. A lot of music. What you're used to, and we'll kick it over to more selections right here, right now on Bite Size. Thank you for tuning in to the Nahum Siegel Network. Can't you see I'm trying to be all that you It's so cold now It's so dark here What could I do? If I'm a little light, you're a little light Together we are so very bright A little light here, a little light there See the smiles, it's so very clear Shine a little light, show us the way Lead us to a bright
Beit in Wart, Farmashiach, Hevet, Nakimmen, Bambi, Vertrugen sich. Jeder eine Dabend im Beit in Wart, Farmashiach, Hevel, Schankimmen, Nevat, Dirimir. Oh, 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 oh,
Hashem, here we go now, here we go again. Oh, ye nu a yinu kecholnim. It's like you're sleeping, sleeping. Oh, simo, leisich oik pinu. There's a smile deep, deep within you. Ushaneinu, rina, rina. This song's for singing, rina. Shiramalois, vishu vashem. Here we go now, here we go again. Oh, ye nu a yinu kecholnim. It's like you're sleeping, sleeping. Oh, simo, leisich oik pinu. There's a smile deep, deep within you. Ushaneinu, rina, rina. This song's for singing, rina. Sham she Mesura 
על מנס לקבל פרס. אל תהיו כיבוד עם המשמשים מסודה, על מנס לקבל פרס. אל תהיו כיבוד עם המשמשים מסודה, על מנס לקבל פרס. אל תהיו כיבוד עם המשמשים מסודה, על מנס לקבל פרס.
אתה מרגיש שאתה כל הזמן רוצה להספיק הכל פשוט תזכור כי הכל כתוב מלמעלה אז תנסה סמוך על הבורא הכל יכול שוב יש תנועה בדרך אל העבודה אתה צולח אחר אל הפגישה ואולי מרגיש שכל יום כמו מרוץ גם, גם אם אתה קצת מתוסכל, ונראה לך שזהו המזל, תח בשם ותאמין בו. דספסיטו, קח את החיים שלך בדספסיטו, כל דבר בזמן שלא יבוא קרידו, לכל הכבה זה טוב, רק תאמין בו. דספסיטו, קח את החיים שלך בדספסיטו, כל דבר בזמן שלא יבוא קרידו, לכל הכבה זה טוב, רק תאמין בו. שלא יבוא קרידו, לכל הכבה זה טוב, רק תאמין בו. דספסיטו, קח את החיים שלך בדספסיטו, כל דבר בזמן שלא יבוא קרידו, לכל הכבה זה טוב, רק תאמין בו. ואז פתאום תראה שלב עוד מלחצים אפשר ללמוד, הכל יהיה פשוט מאוד, אחרת איך אפשר לשרוד את החיים שלך, תתחיל לקחת הגלות. מה זה כסף? אך בלי יושר אין לו משמעות עצור לחשוב לפני שתאחר את הרכבת הילדים גודלים ומה נשאר רק המזכרת תגיד להם איזו מילה טובה ותחבק יש רגעים שבשבילם תתנתק ניסית ניסית, מה שלא עשית את הכל רצית, בנית בנית ומה שלא ראית איך שהזמן עובר כאן ולא יחזור שוב לאחור לחייך אם אתה מרגיש שאתה כל הזמן רוצה להספיק הכל פשוט תזכור And that just about wraps things up here on this episode of Bite Size. Again, my apologies. Voice is shot, so try to keep it, you know, keep it to interviews and music. Less of me, more of that, just because it'll sound better for radio, for digital radio, for the app, for everyone listening. So uh, that's what we did. And Avrami is coming up next. I think he sounds, in general, he sounds better than me. All the more so today when I've got nothing. He's probably got something more, so... of Rami's Live Lounge coming up in just a few moments. Thank you all for tuning in to the last two hours with me here on Bite Size. I'd like to wish you all a great day and remind you that the Bite Size is always, always, always the right size.